welcome to the show. My name is Harrison Miller, and I'm here with Seth Enter. Today, we're about to dive into college football week five. Last week was quite the crazy week. Uh, we had a rough go at it again, but we're looking to bounce back in a strong way. Seth, how are we doing? Not too hot, man. 0-3 weekends are never fun, and let's not do that ever again. Yeah, I have That's every intention. Every intention of not doing that. I uh, didn't have too bad of a week with college football, um, NFL. Uh, is what carried this weekend. Yeah, NFL is what broke me even. Um, if you're following all picks, you broke even again. Not too bad, but um, yeah, we, we we can we can do better, and we have we plan on doing better. I'm uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to get after it this week. I, I love the slate. Um, speaking of the slate, I'm just gonna dive straight in. You know, reviewing the picks, not going to, no reason to. Nope. Um, don't want to waste any time. Uh, I'm currently down in Florida uh, navigating around Hurricane Ian, so we're going to keep this short and sweet and have condensed this down to two shows. We're going to lay some official picks for you guys today uh, so you guys can sit on those. Um, all right, first game we have on the slate, most exciting one, in my personal opinion, Alabama minus 17.5 at Arkansas. Now, Alabama struggled early in the season against Texas. We see that, but they've kind of bounced back in a strong way. Um, played Vandy, dominated against Vandy last week. Uh, Bryce Young is looking better than ever. Front runner for the Heisman candidate. Seth, what you think about this game? Uh, so this is actually going to be one of my three official picks this week. Um, I'm taking Arkansas plus 17. Uh, the game is in Fayetteville. Mm. Uh, I think Arkansas has the defense to keep Alabama for putting 50 or 60 on the board, and I think that Arkansas also has the offense to to keep up, keep it within a one to two touchdown game. Um, obviously, it's all going to be in limiting Bryce Young. You can't give him the time he wants in the pocket. If you give him the time that he wants in the pocket, he's going to put 60 on you. He's going to go up and down the field all he wants. So I think it's, it's crucial for Arkansas to limit the time that Bryce Young has, um, but I do like Arkansas to cover the 17 points, especially being at home. And that face you have doesn't – you don't look like you agree with me. Oh my gosh, man, that, that's crazy. That's crazy. And I know that a lot of people, uh, the public actually likes Arkansas in this instance. Fifty-seven percent of mm-hmm. the public is on Arkansas tickets. Um, the line hasn't moved either. So uh, interesting, interesting movement there. But man, like I, I know Alabama had the tough go at it at Texas, but I think they were breaking it in. I think it was a trap game. Man, I, I like I love Alabama, and I think they can hang seventeen on anybody. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think KJ Jefferson is really good, but I don't think he's good enough to to go and face this Alabama defense and cover that seventeen. In my mm-hmm. personal opinion, but I mean, you're right. Like, it's a it's a home game. Um, these defense, like Arkansas's defense, is a little bit better, but Alabama, man, what, what you know? I, I just think they. I think that. They're arguably the number one team in the country now. Mm-hmm. Wait, over how, Georgia? Seeing how Georgia played against Kent State, I that mean, was one game. It was, yeah, you know, yeah. they're looking, they're looking ahead. No, who gets excited about playing Kent State? Exactly, exactly. And you know, I have it in my notes, trap game, and I circled it. Uh, I actually am laying Georgia this week. We'll get to that later on in the show. Mm-hmm. But man, Alabama, they look so good. Looks so good, and I know it's against Vandy, but I think they're kind of uh, turning a corner on this season. I think mm-hmm. that they're, um, you know, straightening out some kinks they've had early on, and 
We'll, we'll see. That's quite the interesting one. I mean, we'll see. I, I kind of disagree with you. I don't know if this Bama team is as dominant as years that Bama has been. Again, last year, you know, Saban called it a down year for them because, you know, they lost yeah. in the championship mm-hmm. and whatnot. But I still see, a, I feel like I see a lot of flaws in Alabama, especially yeah. with, I feel like their defense, their defense isn't as strong as it usually is. Um, but I don't know. I mean, obviously, when Saban's the coach, that team's going to go out there and play for you. But I, I'm just still not sold on Bama being the Bama that they usually are. Right. So that's why yeah, I, I also mean, think 17 points is a lot to hang against a really good Arkansas team on their own. That's fair. That's fair. Now, now remember, Bryce Young is his dad is a mental health coach, and so Bryce Young has mastered the art of keeping us cool. Now. In my personal opinion, if I was Arkansas, I would test that theory and mm-hmm. to the absolute max. If I was a defensive player and I, I heard that, I would reverse psychology. Mm-hmm. Like, try, you know, I know people probably trash talk him all the time trying to get us down, but you have to spice it up and get yeah. really, really creative. You have to, like, uh, hype him up almost, like, on the opposing, if you're on like, the opposing team. You, know, you got, like, honestly, you got to get kind of weird at that point. You're like, I mean, man, you're so good. Yeah, you're, you're so good. Like, gosh, <laughs> the way you fit, like, the way you feel out those pants. Whoa, whoa. Awesome. You give him a nice and little smack on the butt. Yeah, like, just get weird with it, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, really, truly test his mental capacity. Right. The theory, test the theory if his dad is actually good at what he does. Yeah, I'm 100% I mean, on board with that. You know, clearly you can't slow Bryce Young down, so you, I would be trying. I'd be stressing all avenues and trying to slow him down, too. Right. Um, I thought that was funny. I keep seeing it all the time. These announcers are like, his dad's a mental health coach and, you know, teaches him the ways of keeping his cool and composure during a game. And I'm like, all right, if I was a defender, I'd be doing everything to the max trying to right. get his dome. But we'll see. I mean, that's funny. I did not know that. So, yeah. Learn something new every day. Yeah. Yeah. But that's going to be a fun game. That's the most exciting one on the slate. Um, we'll see. Let's, uh, Maybe we can put a little side bet after the show. Absolutely. All right. Now, moving on. Michigan at Iowa. We saw how Buns Iowa was earlier in the year when they beat San Diego State Jackrabbits 7-3. to mm-hmm. And not because they scored a touchdown, but because <laughs> they had two safeties and a field goal. Yeah, don't be fooled by that score line. That was not a yeah. touchdown. It was not. But <laughs> – Michigan looks really good. They, you know, they're still doing weird stuff with the QB. Um, but man, Blake Horn, their running back, is a dog. He, you know, leads the NCAA and most rushes over 20 plus yards. Uh, mm-hmm. Very explosive player. Offense is clearly structured around him. And it's hard to look at this Iowa team. You, you know, the line is tricky because I, I look at this and I'm like, oh my gosh, Michigan minus 11 all damn day. Right. The only thing is that Iowa does have a respectable defense, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is that their offense is so bad, and so I could I could see it being like fourteen to three, you know? Really? Yeah. So I can see this game being low scoring, but I still can see Michigan covering the spread. Right. And so when I simulate this in my head. I see a lot more instances where Michigan cover minus 11 rather than Iowa covering that. What do you think? See, uh, you and I are kind of going different directions a little bit this week. I like it, though. Um, 
I I know Iowa's defense is good. It's annoyingly good. Like it makes games ugly to watch. Like I don't want to mm-hmm. watch it. Um, but I genuinely think Michigan has a top two offense in the country, and they're not number two. I think that Michigan has wow. the best, the best offense, best offense? in the country. Oh I, I do. Gosh. I do. I mean, they're hanging 50, 60. I know Maryland, they put up 34. But I Dang. think that Michigan has one of the best offenses in the country. And I think that this 11-point spread, again, I haven't. It's Wednesday, so I haven't looked at where the money is, like where the public is, where where Vegas is. But if you're going to give me Michigan minus 11 against Iowa – I'm going to take that every day because, one, Michigan, again, their offense is amazing, but I just don't – Iowa can't keep up with that. There's no way. I don't care how good Iowa's defense is. Like, they'd be lucky to hold Michigan to 21, in my opinion, but I don't even see Iowa getting 10 points. You know what I mean? Kind of like you said, like 14-3. Like, in a worse scenario, like, in my opinion, I feel like Michigan would win, like, 21-3 to or something like that. And that's why I need to cover the spread. So – yeah, that's, that's, what, what, that's why one of my official picks is going to be Michigan minus eleven. That's my yeah. second official pick. That so in essence, that's what I was saying earlier. I see more. I was saying even if Michigan only scores twice, I don't mm-hmm. see Iowa putting up any points, right? Uh, to to any degree, um, to be able to keep up. And so when I simulate this, I see more scenarios where Michigan wins this minus eleven compared to mm-hmm. Iowa covering. And the only really scenario I see Iowa covering is if for some reason it becomes a real like barn burner at first and Iowa happens to score first. If Iowa mm-hmm. scores first, then it's a different game. But then I also see the backdoor spread. But I think mm-hmm. Michigan is – I'm hoping in this game, because I'm going to lay the points with Michigan too, that they're trying to prove something. You know, they keep catching shit all the time for – how they're frauds, which mm-hmm. they have been, but you know, I do think they're a pretty, pretty respectable and legit team this year. Right. Um, but I'm ready for them to prove that, and I think this is the kind of exhibit A for them to do that. Um, I, I'm, I'm very curious to see the quarterback situation in a big game like this. But one thing I know we can both count on is Corn to, you know, light it up with his right. legs. So absolutely. Um, you know, Michigan's offense is pretty prolific. Um, they don't lead the NCAA in anything in particular, uh, nor the Big Ten, except for they lead the NCAA in the percentage of plays in which they get a first down on either first or second down, if that makes sense. Oh, that's pretty So cool. very explosive, um, very efficient. So they hardly mm-hmm. ever find themselves in third down situations uh, based off that metric. So... And they uh, they have a really good special teams unit. They have the they're number one in the nation in special teams. Um, Very underrated field. stat like that. Yeah. special teams is so important. Yeah, they're number one in the nation in their net field position, um, and so that that's mostly attributed to their defense and special teams. So um, I really like Michigan as an underrated team. Yeah. Uh, I, I like laying the points here. Uh, I think it should be scored more at like a minus thirteen. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I like those stats, though. You got to keep throwing those at me. I don't know where you're getting those from, but yeah, I like yeah. That. I mean, I kind of scrape through a couple of different avenues, get some stats. Yeah, I uh, like that. I love basing basing my picks off those numbers. All right, this is this is a fun one. Okay, Kentucky is playing at Ole Miss. Kentucky is plus seven dogs. Very weird. Ball. 
Very weird. Um, I understand it though. I have to say, uh, not looking at the point spread, I'm taking Ole Miss to win. Um, I think that they're going to win at home. I know they just like had a piss poor performance against the Tulsa team. Uh, mm-hmm. I circled this one, same with Georgia game last week. Um, but Ole Miss Tulsa uh, was a trap game. And so mm-hmm. I think that Ole Miss has the potential to be very explosive on the offensive end. Now, we know they are, in essence, um, based off their running backs, both of them super, super talented, uh, two of the more explosive running backs in the SEC. But, you know, Jackson Dart is still trying to find his role in this offense. Uh, he's definitely no Matt Corral, but he's serviceable. Mm-hmm. Now, Kentucky, they're coming off a lot of hype from the Florida game, but let's talk about their most recent game. And I know I fought myself hard with this one because this can be circled as a trap game too. And they, you know, they barely beat Northern Illinois. Um, Mm -hmm. I know the score may reflect different, but they were tied at halftime. Northern Illinois didn't have their starting QB. And when Northern (laughs) Illinois had their starting QB, they, you know, were, they got beat pretty handily by Vandy. So there's, there's this interesting conversation. It's like, what, you know, what's going on? Are teams falling into these trap games? Or, is, you know, mm-hmm. are there more holes in these SEC teams than we like to realize? And I think it's uh, a very reasonable thing to consider because, I mean, you know, UK, let's Northern Illinois, poor performance last week, uh, barely beat them with their backup QB. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget, like, the Youngstown game that Kentucky played not too, a couple weeks ago. They beat them 31 to nothing, but... It was really gross. It was nasty. Yeah. They, they, it was a gross game. It, it, that was an L, uh, a mental L uh, for Kentucky that game. And same with Ole Miss, you know, let's not pretend Tulsa's any good. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm curious to get what your thoughts are on this game. Um. I honestly think you kind of laid it out perfectly. Um, now that I mean, when you think about it and you look at the games that Kentucky has played, it's not very pretty, you know, with the Northern yeah. Illinois, the Youngstown. Um, you know, I was kind of on the fence and I was kind of leaning Kentucky plus seven, and you honestly kind of just changed my mind with with talking about what you just did. Like, I'm not necessarily saying I like Ole Miss minus seven, right. but I 100 see why you are taking it, and I can definitely kind of agree with you now. Yeah. So I. I was just wanted to say that I completely understand that because I know before the podcast I was like, oh, that's kind of kind of a weird pick or whatever, but I like how you just presented it. Yeah, and you know I'm gonna put a pin in this one, and I may defer to Twitter later in the week mm-hmm. um, because I, I am taking Ole Miss to win this game. Now this is another one of those games when I talked about Kentucky versus Florida, I, the way I talked about it, it didn't turn out being true, even though I got the pick right. Mm-hmm. I thought that game was going to be a grinder and it was going to be like a, you know, whoever wins is going to win by a field goal. Right. Um, and so that's kind of how I feel about this game. Uh, but, I, you know, I still have to sit on a big, I'm taking on this to win, but I still think Kentucky can cover in a tight game where home field advantage is not really a thing for Ole Miss. I mean, we just saw Lane Kiffin come out and yeah. bitch about his home fans leaving. Although and I think it'll it, be much different for, for this game. I agree, too. You know, you can't be mad about Tulsa. having 90% of your people at Tulsa and then leave at halftime. 
Yeah. And uh, it was a hot one on Saturday. I was at the Liberty Bowl for the Tigers game, and it, it was right. it was very hot. So I get what Kiffin was saying, like you were just saying, but, yeah, it's just when you see the Ole Miss fans, it, I mean, that's a consistent thing that they've had throughout the years where attendance is poor and yeah. they, they're very fair-weather fans. If the weather's not looking good, they don't show right. up. Where when you have teams like Tennessee, Florida, LSU, regardless of the weather, how bad or good the team is, they show out. I mean, that's just yeah. SEC football. Yeah, and so I'm uh, curious to see how well Kentucky's going to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they have a lot going for them. They're a top-ten team, so I, I think they will travel pretty well. So I, I, I can't – you know, as much as I want to give the official Ole Miss minus seven, I will give the official – I think Ole Miss wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you can't really do much with that because yeah. the money line's probably juiced up. But uh, I'm going to defer to Twitter. Uh, if you follow the Twitter account, you will probably see a tweet later in the week about my official stance on that game because I do want to take one. I think this game, that spread is too juicy to not pick a side. Mm-hmm. I think it should be covered more like minus four for Ole Miss or something like that. Um, but, yeah. Maybe this we can game, find a little like – uh, what's it called? Alternate parlay, where you find two spreads and we just yeah. alternate both hey, of them. And we can do a little little teaser. We can do a little That's what I'm teaser. saying. We'll tease it a little bit. And we'll tease Give it a little, little spanking. Bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Now, put a pin in that one. We'll see one on. We'll defer to Twitter and uh, tweet that pick out later this week. All right. Next one. This is my second favorite game on the slate. Texas A&M at Mississippi State. Mississippi State is minus three and a half at home. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to lay an official pick straight off the rip. I'm taking the under in this game. And uh-huh. I know that's kind of counterintuitive to a lot of people, but Texas A&M's offense sucks. Uh, I'm, I don't think anybody's going to argue with that against me. But Mississippi State's offense is really good. Mm-hmm. I get that. But here's the thing. Texas A&M, right now, the only reason they are winning games outside of the App State one is because of their defense. DJ Durkin is running a extremely, extremely talented squad uh, with with great fundamental defense. And so I think that they'll be able to contain Will Rogers. That's really the only one I'm worried about. And so mm-hmm. I think they'll contain Will Rogers to the best of their ability. And I think Mississippi State's defense has a potential chance to lock down this AM offense. And I think that if Mississippi State's defense plays to their full capability, they can hold this team under 14 points. Hmm. And I have every, I have the utmost confidence in that. So I'm taking the under. And, you know, for those who kind of want to put two and two together, I, I'm not going to put this official pick of Mississippi State minus three and a half because that's a great spread. But intuitively, under 46 – with the scenario and kind of simulating those outcomes, mm-hmm. you would guess Mississippi State's going to win rather handily. And so I, I really like this. Um, you know, I just I see more scenarios where Mississippi State wins this game. I don't want to say by a wide margin, but handily. And I think the defenses in this game are going to be nasty. So – I'm really banking on this being kind of one of those ugly defensive games mm-hmm. that uh, that keeps that total below. What do you think? I like it. I mean, I think you gave a great point about it. Um, Mississippi State, although, you know, that under does scare me a little bit because I've seen what that offense can do. And if uh, 
A&M doesn't show up, you know, Mississippi State could cover that that over themselves, depending on mm-hmm. how it goes and if A&M's defense shows up. But I agree, A&M's offense stinks, and that alone, as long as their defense does their job. The thing is, you don't want A&M's defense out on the field all, all game because they're going to get tired, and then that's when Mississippi State could possibly run away with it. But as long as A&M's defense does their job like they're supposed to, I think mm-hmm. the under is a great play because yeah. uh, I don't think Texas A&M is going to put up a crazy amount of points, obviously. Right, right. I agree. And, you know, it, pulling out the little things, I mean, both defenses, metric speaking, are middle of the pack, except Mississippi State does have a lot of defensive metrics that are um, very, you know, top 25, top 20, and top 15 even. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they returned the whole know, team from last year, too. They've yeah, got a lot of yeah. experience and veterans so, on there. It's going to be a team of experienced vets versus a ton of talent. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I really like the combination there to to keep that total down. Um, so I, I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, I think it'll be a fun game for me personally, just because I really enjoy watching, you know, good defenses. I know a lot of people nowadays uh, hate games that have zero offense, but. I'm really looking forward to that one. And I think that game is going to be very, very telling. And it's going to be more monumental to Mike Leach's career at Mississippi State than people mm-hmm. realize. And I know people aren't going around saying, like, oh, uh, you know, this game defines Mike Leach's career here at State, like, decides his future. But to me, that's one of those games where it's like, you must get that done. You know, mm-hmm. like Texas A&M, they're not as good as everybody expected them to be you know you're at home if you can't beat a team like this with the offensive talent and defensive veterans that you have you know what can you do man? So, right um he, he had that opportunity last week against lsu um i like him better at home so i'm gonna ride with it i like it all right next game nc state at clemson clemson's minus six and a half mm-hmm. how do we feel uh, that actually is going to be my third and final official pick uh, for this week's podcast. Uh, I am taking Clemson minus six and a half at home in Death Valley, the fake Death Valley. Um, but Clemson's offense has finally taken shape. It's found its form where over the last year and through um, Georgia, Georgia Tech, is that who they played the first game? And Furman, mm-hmm. you know, their, their offense looked like it was uh, sinking in old ways. You know, they couldn't get going. Yeah. Ugalele, I call him that because his last name is possible to say. Ugalele just didn't look good. But, you know, after this Wake Forest game, I think they have found their form. Uh, NC State, I do think they're a really good football team, but I still think that they're a little overhyped. I don't think they're a top 10 team in, in the country, like the polls are giving them credit for. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially after, man, that, that struggle, uh, their win against East Carolina where they struggled, we found out East Carolina is not a good football team either. Uh, people thought they were going to be pretty solid. I'm not high on NC State, and if it's going to be a six and a half point spread in Death Valley for Clemson, I got to take it. So right. I, I'm I'm yeah. riding Clemson six and a half against NC State. I think they get it done, and I think hopefully this one should not be too much of a sweat. Yeah, both teams, you know, statistic- statistically speaking, you know, stand out because not. There's not one thing that they're either teams are really good at, right? But they're they're decent at just about everything. Yeah, um, they're really good at know, being I, average at 
and stuff. Right, right. <laughs> and so it, it, that bodes well because, you know, like you said, for the home team, for two just both middle of the pack teams like this, mm-hmm. you anticipate that the home team has the edge. And so uh, I'm hoping that it gets out of hand late. Um, I, I do think Clemson wins here relatively easily. Um, the only thing that NC State could impose is a solid defense. You know, they right. have a really high defensive success rate. Uh, they're number 16th in the nation at that. Um, and number 25 at net points in drive per drive uh, and holding offenses too. But, you know, you flip to the other side, uh, Clemson is just as good. I mean, they're number mm-hmm. 12 in the nation and EPA expected points added. So a, a lot of playmakers that contributed to that stat. And so, um, you really only need a few explosive plays, which is very much in the realm of possibility for Clemson to mm-hmm. kind of get this one out of hand. So I'm a fan. And again, home field advantage, man, at night. It's hard Such to, a big deal. Hard to, hard to bet against that, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one. Now, this is not a fun game that I'm necessarily looking forward to, but mm-hmm. I'm doing some scouting in this game. And I'm also waiting to see if Brian Hartson's going to get fired. LSU minus eight and a half at Auburn. How do you feel about this game? I think both of these teams suck. So I I don't know. We don't have to – I'm not giving an official pick on this at least. Yeah, yeah. LSU – so LSU's eight and a half point favorites? LSU's eight and a half. Mm, To be fair, I think Auburn has been much worse than LSU. Mm -hmm. If I had to pick – which I'm letting y'all know now, this is nothing official. I would take LSU minus eight and a half. Correct. Um, I, I agree with you. And the reason I put this down on the slate is because it's a relatively big game for some people. Mm-hmm. And the spread is nice. If I was Vegas, I'd spread this at minus 10 for LSU. Okay. Um, you know, I, I'm really tempted to lay the points, but I'm not going to because of the narrative. Um, I don't know if players like Brian Harson or not. Uh, mm-hmm. But if they get out there and get juiced up because they're trying to save Brian Harson's job, then, you know, that's fine. And I think that Auburn has the talent to cover um, and potentially beat this LSU team at home. But it looks like they're very poor coached, um, which reflects badly on Brian Harson. And I think right. he, you know, I, I mentioned it a couple weeks ago that Brian Harson was going to be the first guy. Yeah, he was on the hot seat, and I thought he was the first guy out. And I'm feeling more and more confident about that pick mm-hmm. as weeks go on because, man, they they look like they trash. look rough. And metrically speaking, they're bottom half of the NCAA, mm-hmm. um, and it's just really, really bad. And what what's crazy to me is, you know, they have Tank Bigsby and a running QB but they don't adhere to the identity of that offense, which mm-hmm. is running the ball. They're 104th in the nation in rush rate over expected. So you would think a team like that would do nothing but run the ball. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they're, they're just demanding it. And I get it. They may be down and have to throw, but, I mean, shoot, like, I, I just don't get it. And so um, we'll see. Uh, their passing offense is also really bad, though, so that's kind of understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I like LSU a lot here. I think they win. Um, they're trying to get prepared for Tennessee to come in 
come in there home field and uh, get ready for that game. But I just – it's hard to get excited about this Auburn team, man. Yeah, I agree. All right. Next one on the slate, Oklahoma at TCU. Oklahoma's minus six and a half as a way, a way team. Mm-hmm. And Oklahoma just lost to Kansas State last week. So, uh, it's unfortunate because I had them as my dark horse college football playoff contender. Now, I will credit myself a little bit. Kansas State's really damn good. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that should go unnoticed. Uh, but I like this line because Oklahoma at TCU, I think they're still in the realm of possibility to make a push for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so I I personally like the idea of laying the points, the Oklahoma points, um, against this TCU team, which isn't bad. It's not bad, but I think they can win by 10 here. Uh, albeit the only thing that scares me is a backdoor cover due to TCU being at home. What do you think? Yeah, this definitely seems like a get back out there and kick butt for Oklahoma game, you know, coming off Mm -hmm. the loss. It's frustrating, you know, but you still got a lot to play for. You know, when you're a Power 5 team like Oklahoma, you can get in the playoff with one loss. So, um, I, you know, conference games on the road are always tough. Again, like you said, TCU is a solid team this year. I've gotten a chance to watch a couple of their games. And, mm, yeah, I would probably have to take Oklahoma six and a half. They know mm-hmm. they've got everything still to play for. I mean, their their eyes are still fixed on the prize. Nothing's changed necessarily. As long as you do your job and win out, you still have a shot at the, the playoffs. And TCU's just another team in their way, and I think Oklahoma's going to go out there and ball out. Yeah, man. I agree. I think this is a revenge game. And, you know, Oklahoma's offense is really, really solid. They're number mm-hmm. 10th in the nation on net points per drive. Now, flip it to the other side, TCU's number 15th in the nation. So, um whether that's uh, due to conference, uh, maybe, I don't know. But um, metrically speaking, both teams look really, really good. However, there's a lot more to be excited about on the Oklahoma side than TCU. Mm-hmm. And, again, just talking about raw emotion, I think Oklahoma still believes they have a chance, and I like the idea of laying the Oklahoma points. I like it. Yeah, I'm going to defer to Twitter. I may lay Oklahoma minus six and a half after this. I'm going to dive more into that. Absolutely. All right. This next one, I have an official pick. Wake Forest at Florida State. Florida State is home favorite, minus seven. Wow. I really like Wake Forest plus seven. Yeah. I'm going to lay an official pick here. Um, It's funny because I do think Florida State actually wins this game, but I don't see them winning by a full touchdown. And I just think that there's, there's so much that, Florida State has banked on up until this point. And based off of recent performance and just watching their games, you know, I capitulate a little bit because they're a better team than I anticipated anticipated them being. But, mm-hmm. you know, with their QB, Jordan, he, you know, give him all the props. He's a lot better than I expected. But I still don't think the team, especially the defensive unit, is, is what everybody thinks it is. Right. So... I mean, they're 98th in the nation in defensive success rate. And I just, they're 84th in the nation in defensive EPA. So I just, I see a lot of holes in this defense in which a prolific Wake Forest offense can cut right through. Mm -hmm. And we saw what they 
you know, obviously they lost to Clemson in overtime. I, I think they're hurting after that one. But, but you know, Clemson's defense is pretty elite. And mm-hmm. that's the only reason I think they're, you know, continuously winning. It's not their offense in DJ Ugalele, but. Well, that just shows the Wake Forest offense, how special their offense is. And yeah. And I think I, they I definitely agree. have one of the best offenses in the country. I agree. And so I, I think they can cut right through this Florida State defense and keep up. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Wake Forest's defense is nothing crazy either. Um, it's a little better than one may think. They're number 44 in the nation in defensive success rate. So um, I, I really do you know, like the upside. Uh, but they give up a lot of points, a lot of explosive plays, just looking down at the numbers. They're really bad on third down. Um, but if they can contain and get lucky a couple times, I, I think they're right there potentially winning this game. But mm-hmm. I think plus seven is very reasonable. I'm laying the Wake Forest points here. Um, not a huge Florida State truther. Uh, now, if Florida State does manage to pull this one out, then I will completely redact everything that I said about Florida mm-hmm. State up in this point. But – I'm still not on that train yet. Wake Forest plus seven. I'm laying the points. I like it. All right. Next one, I have another pick. Oklahoma State at Baylor. Baylor minus two and a half as home favorites. I'm taking Oklahoma State plus two and a half as an official pick. I like it. I really Baylor's like frauds. I do think Baylor's frauds. I think that QB is still uncomfortable. I know they you know, ended up winning last week uh, unexpectedly. But I like Oklahoma State. I think this team is playing with kind of a chip on their shoulder. I think that, you know, they see what's going on with Texas and uh, Oklahoma, and they've just been pissed off this entire season. And now I know Baylor's not one of the, the guys leaving, but, um, you know, even though it's at Baylor, I still like Oklahoma State, Mike Gundy to come out here, guns blazing, mm-hmm. um, you know, in a big-time game like this. And – I just I see a lot more ways Oklahoma State at least covers this than, than Baylor. And I, I think it's a 50-50 chance. So I like playing the points here at least. Um, you know, Baylor's offense is solid, but it's not due to prolific QB play. Um, I will say it's, you know, really hinged on the run game. Um, even the QB gets active with his legs a little bit. Uh, but Oklahoma State, man, one thing you can always count on them having is a very, very, uh, very solid offense. You know, mm-hmm. they the number twenty seventh in the nation in offensive success rate. They're number seventh in the nation when you aggregate that down to the passing. Um, their passing game is number seventh uh, in success rate. So uh, they've re- got a really talented receiving core and QB. Um, you know, they're number 22 in the nation and net points per drive. So I, I, there's a lot to be excited about. They do special teams well, number eighth in the nation and net field position. Um, I think they can exploit this Baylor defense because Baylor's defensive success rate is number 79th in the nation in terms of passing. Um, they're solid in run game, but number 21st in the nation. So uh, definitely have an identity there, which is you know, they stop the run, but they can't really stop the pass. Mm-hmm. So uh, I really like Oklahoma State air raid right now to take over this Baylor defense and weak in secondary. So I'm laying plus two and a half, even though they're away dogs. What do you think? Mm, yeah. I I just, after that, um, what's it called? The Baylor-BYU game, mm-hmm. just not a fan. 
Not a fan of Baylor. Not a fan. BYU did that. They beat Baylor handily without their top two receivers. They were just missing one. They were missing both of their top two receivers. And so, you know, that could be a testament to the depth that uh, BYU has. Mm -hmm. But I still think it needs to be a knock against Baylor's secondary because that's kind of embarrassing. It is. It is. And kind of like you said, man, that Baylor, when I was watching the Baylor. Uh, BYU game, that quarterback just has zero confidence in himself, in his game. I just – I wasn't impressed by by anything he did. It's just – it seemed like every throw, every time he was – when there was even, like, some sort of pressure when he was in the pocket, he folded. Like, he would just fall to the ground before contact was mm-hmm. even made. So, I just – unless he can clean his act up, get his confidence going. So, I'm sure he's super talented. You know, I don't know too much about him, but he's at Baylor for a reason. So, yeah. I think he needs to just clean up his game, get confident, and – but until he does that, I'm, I'm just not a fan of this Baylor offense. Right. Yeah, totally agree. All right, next pick, next game, Georgia minus 28 at Missouri. I'm 100% laying Georgia points here. Mm-hmm. I'm taking it as an official pick. I know everybody is like, oh, man, did you not see him play Kent State? Yes, I saw him play Kent State. There's no way in hell that they gave one, you know, I, I think it was a trap game. I think it was yeah. a trap game. I, I just – let's not pretend like they didn't just boat race Oregon. Let's not pretend they just didn't boat race – you know, they didn't spend all last year boat racing teams. I mean, come on. This is a trap game. I think Kirby Smart's going to be pissed off, and this is just screaming, come back, you know, get our minds right. Let's get back on track. So I'm laying Georgia minus 28. I'm not even going to dive into any numbers or anything, any analysis. Uh, I'm just not overthinking this one, plain and simple. I like it. Any thoughts? No, I think you said it perfectly. I think Missouri's Sweet. not good at football, so don't yeah. overthink it. All right, man. Well, that's all the games I had written down. You got anything else? Nope. I gave my three official picks. Sticking light, sticking three. Let's have a better weekend than last. Let's do it, baby. Uh, keep an eye out on Twitter. Uh, we're going to come back to some of the picks that we put up in the Find our spreadsheet there. You can see all of our official picks in the past. Um, give us a shout. I'd love to hear from some of you guys. We'll be back here tomorrow to talk about the NFL and the Slate. With that being said, that's it. Hope you guys have a great weekend.